June 15th of 1985. And um, actually it was June 16th, about three in the morning. Um, opened my eyes and there was a nurse leaning over the top of me. And she goes, uh, do you know where you're at? I looked around, I could tell I was in a hospital and, and my family was there. And she goes, do you know who these people are? And I said, yeah. And she goes, do you know what happened? I'd had a car accident. I had gone off the road about 85 miles an hour, hit an intersection, flew 85 feet, foot bent over and rolled. And she goes, um, your sister's across the street fighting for her life. And that was the epiphany that really got me to pay attention to um, what my behavior was doing. Ego is on the, on the legs of shame and guilt, right? And that's what keep, holds our ego up. And our shame says, don't tell anybody this, because if they really know who you are, they're not gonna, they're not gonna accept you. They're not gonna appreciate you. They're gonna have, you're gonna think you're stupid and all these other things, but getting people to recognize that your fear isn't what other people think. It's you, it's, the fear is what you think about you. You know, it, my journey has been me seeking that, trying to find that where I can learn to value me and who I am. That's been my journey the whole time is because I wanted to find out who this person Jeff is and, and get to this place where I felt like I had something to contribute to this human race. Opportunity is always watching. Opportunity is always watching. And it goes to the one that pays attention to it. And welcome to this 86th episode of American Real. Today we continue on our Los Angeles tour where we bring you concept coach, podcaster, and author Jeff Faldowen. Jeff has become a friend of mine as he has participated in our live tribe over the past year and we have had many conversations about how to help grow each other's business. We sit down in LA for a one-on-one -on -one conversation where Jeff goes deep about his story and shares some of the trials and tribulations he has that has made him a better person. So sit back and relax as I introduce my friend, Jeff Faldowen. This is American Real. I am Roger Brooks. My guest today is Jeff Faldowen, founder of New Concept Coaching, the Jeff Faldowen Live Show, and the Potential Zone Podcast. You are the author of the international best-selling book, The Map to Your Fullest Potential, 
and your passion is to teach people the same skills and strategies that set you free from self-sabotage. Jeff Aldown, welcome to the show. Thanks, Roger. It's good to be here. <laughs> and I was thinking on, you know, on the way over here today that it's, it's about a year now mm -hmm. that we connected, just, just shy of a year. And um, it, was a, it was a great connection because mm -hmm. I saw a lot of myself in you from the first time we spoke. Um, you joined our live tribe mm -hmm. and you, you ignited it with your energy. And uh, here we are a year later and I'm just watching you grow and mm -hmm. your business grow. And it's just so great to meet you and, and sit down with you today. Yeah, likewise, it is. It's exciting and it's, uh, yeah, it's like a vision that came to be, right? It's good to meet you. It's yeah, good to be here. likewise. Yeah. So let's talk about Jeff's story. Mm -hmm. As you know, our tagline is everyone has a story. Right. And I'd love to, you know, we've never really talked about your backstory. Mm -hmm. um, I've heard bits and pieces, right. but I'd love to go there if we can and sure tell us about you uh probably the biggest part of it that was the most transitional i guess was it started um june 15th of 1985 and um, actually it was june 16th about three in the morning and i began to gain conscious consciousness and i had pain go through my body like i had never in my wildest dreams thought i was even capable of experiencing um, opened my eyes and there was a nurse leaning over the top of me and she goes, uh, do you know where you're at? I looked around, I could tell I was in a hospital and, and my family was there and she goes, do you know who these people are? And I said, yeah. And she goes, do you know what happened? And I said, no. And she goes, do you know how you got here? And I said, no. What ended up happening was um, I'd had a car accident I had gone off the road about 85 miles an hour, hit an intersection, flew 85 feet, flipped end over and enrolled. Um, you know, and then she proceeded to tell me the worst news. I, I had um, compound fractured my femur in two places, fractured my neck. And she goes, um, your sister's across the street fighting for her life. And that was the epiphany that really got me to pay attention to um, what my behavior was doing. You know, and if it had been just me, it would have been a different story. But my sister, you know, that, that put a whole different variable in there that I wasn't prepared for. Um, you know, I grew up, you know, at that time in my life, I was pretty wild, real wild. And a lot of people telling me, you're going to drink, you know, you're, gonna, you're drinking, you're going to kill somebody, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, my whole attitude back then was, if it's their time to go, it's their time to go. And didn't believe I was going to be living to be 25 years of age. Um, you know, I was pretty much drunk probably 75% of the time. And, but my sister being in that car changed everything for me. It was really, it was really um, a moment of where I seen my self-centeredness, the, the consequences of that. And you know, I'm, I'm thankful today to say that she's doing well. And it was, um, but yeah, it took me, I had a year to recover. And in that year, I got a DUI and things like that out of the rack. But I, um, because I got a DUI, and I was good at shucking and jiving and trying to cover my tracks, you know, I said, I'll go into treatment. I had time, you know, I had time. And, and um, that was the beginning of the journey of finding out why it hated me, why I was living the life that I lived. And um, 
Yeah, so that's where it started. That's where it started. That was kind of the wake-up call for me. And really started, you know, it took me, because of how significant of a wreck it was, my sister had shattered her jaw, um, both sides. She had had severe brain damage. She's, she's legally blind in one eye today as a result of that. And it really, I didn't know how to feel. I didn't know how to feel. You know, I, I had so much pain and anger and hurt inside of me that I had to numb it out. And, and little did I know that it took having somebody that I cared about significantly, you know, as her big brother, I was supposed to be protecting her, that got me to see that, dude, you gotta change your ways here. You gotta change your ways. And so out of guilt of what I had done for her, done to her, um, said I was gonna go to college and knew that if I ever drank again, I would only be alive a short amount of time. I mean, that's just the way I, you know, I'd put my car in the ditch many times, going over 100, 100 plus miles an hour. And when I went to college, I was still doing drugs. Um, fast forward about four years, I, you know, found my sweetheart. She ended up breaking up with me just because I was just, I was just out of control. And it was in January of 1990 is when I went, made a decision, I need to change the quality of my life. And from that moment on, from that decision on <clears throat> to where I'm at today, it's just been constant, constant self-development, constant, you know, figuring out what my potential is, releasing all the stuff that had happened to me. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the short version of it. But yeah, there's, there's some stuff there. Wow. And you strike me as someone that you like to take in as much education and learnings and mm -hmm. content that you can and then wh what I see you do is you put it back out there right. in your own way right right and has that helped you maybe cope a little bit with with what you went through or persevere through that how do you um, yeah absolutely um, yeah I when I when I dive into something I you know that's hence why I have no hair it jumped out of my head <laughs> it's right. I mean I really dig into something I really want to do because I the thing that really started unraveling for me was most of my life I didn't realize I had choice and I was raised in a household where um, you know very violent lot of addiction alcoholism rage just you know having having um, intimate conversations was not something I experienced. It was just full on rage. And my parents didn't feel like they had choice. You know, they ended up separating, thank goodness, you know, when I was, I don't know, seven, eight years old. But, you know, I, I, there was just something inside of me that knew life was different than this. This is, you know, it was just something had to change. Something had to be better than this. But so now it's, you know, when I, when I get into something now, it was just like, how do I, how do I find freedom? Freedom is very, very, very important to me in the sense of what freedom means to me is having choice of being able to decide what I take on and what I let go and being able to adapt because it's, it's, there's so many times that I've had to do that. And then, you know, I didn't sign up to be a coach. I didn't sign up to be that. It ended up becoming as a result of what I had to do to myself to let go of the things and, and um, you know, learning to forgive and learning how to take all of what, ex all the experiences I went through and use that as something to help someone else to understand that there's hope, there's hope. And don't you feel that most of us 
grow up feeling we don't have choice. And I don't know if it's just that's how society is or mm -hmm. if you don't have someone in your life to push you or right. point that out to you, I would say a vast majority of people are in that Absolutely. same situation. Absolutely. Yeah. So how did, you, how did you finally break through to, to the point where, where you are today where mm -hmm. you're actually you're helping others now. Right, right. You're teaching people everything you've learned over mm -hmm. the years. Where did that come from? Out of necessity. It was out of necessity. You know, I, I, um, I went through 12 steps. You know, I spent many years in 12 steps and spent, I spent thousands and thousands and thousands of hours in, in support groups and things like that, learning how to, you know, just cope. Because you took away what I coped with, you know. I, I was numb. And there was a, a phrase that I read that forever changed my life. And it's something that's one of my default things. And it's live a life that demands rigorous honesty. And it's, you know, what I equated that to is I have to get honest, completely honest with who I am or I'm going to die. And not maybe literally die, but my spirit's going to die. It, you know, something inside of me is going to detach. And I had to learn how to not suffer anymore. I, maybe I had to learn how to suffer so that I would move through the process and let it go. You know, for me, it's we're all going to experience pain. We all are. And it's our ability to move through that. It's, it's having the awareness of how do I adapt? How do I change? How do I rise myself up? How do I put myself in a more resourceful state when I'm going through that? Um, because when our vibration gets low, you know, we go in dark places. And, you know, I know what it feels like to want, you know, I, my model back then was if it gets too tough, I can always check out. And, you know, I, I, can, I can't tell you how many times I've contemplated suicide. And a lot of it was I was trying to do that on an installment plan. But for me now is, um, you know, I had, a, I had a, a significant friend when I was in second grade that really, that really helped me understand why I do what I do today. And, you know, I think, and I'm sharing this with your listeners as well, is, is it's, you know, there, there's a couple things that we do as a child that are pretty significant. And I really think that it's important for people to question those. And one of them is, is what did you want to be as a child? You know, what was that dream before you were taught and conditioned all these limitations, right? And because and kids just, I can be whatever I want to be, right? And looking at that question and then the other thing is what what events in your life had huge impacts on you and was very emotional for you well as in second grade I had this kid named Kevin Thompson Kevin was a little bit challenged he a little bit slow and everybody picked on him and stuff like that and I was one of the taller kids in class and so I befriended him and and really wanted him to feel significant of course I didn't know what, what was going on what I was really getting out of that at that time but Kevin had taken me to his parents, and his parents were a little bit challenged, mentally challenged and stuff. And his, he had a big brother, real big brother, that picked on him all the time. And so I, I kind of befriended him and protected him and stuff like that. Well, one day, um, I came, you know, I come home, and my mom says, she was reading the newspaper, which is kind of odd in itself, because my mom doesn't read the newspaper. And she goes, do you know who Kevin Thompson is? And I go, yeah. I hadn't introduced him to my family or anything. And, and um, she says, well, he was killed yesterday. You know, I was just like, what? I just, you know, I had no idea really what, you know, how to process this. How and old were you? I would have been seven years old, seven, eight years old. My parents were still married. So yeah, I was been about seven, seven years old. But the thing that was, I mean, that was hugely impactful. But when I went to school the next day, 
I walked up to my second grade teacher and I said, did you hear about Kevin? And she goes, yeah, and we will not be discussing it anymore. And it was just, there was just something that switched inside of me that just went, you know, how important it is to let somebody know that they're valuable. And, and of course, looking back on it, my family's falling apart, everything's going awry at that time. Of course, I didn't feel that at my time, but I got significance out of helping him feel that he was appreciated and I wanted him to know that. So that, today, getting all the garbage out of the way, got down into the core of me and me discovering that that's what drives me now is, is really taking that event and getting people to understand they're significant. They are valuable. They are enough. They can achieve whatever they set their mind to. You know, I, I've heard some people say that entrepreneurs are born, and, and there's some merit to that, but I also believe that um, with awareness that pe and you let go of what holds you back, you, you step into infinite possibility. Yeah. Wow. Powerful story. Mm -hmm. Did you find out what happened? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he was decapitated. He was um, caught in a carpet cleaner, and it, I don't know, he ended up decapitating him. And it was pretty, yeah, it was just one of those events in my life that was just like, wow. And, you know, and, and I'm sure as time goes on, it'll probably, the meaning of it will get more and more significant. But, um, you know, me, that was just part of the hurt that I was experiencing that I was trying to run from, you know, and, and having an impact on getting close to somebody, you know, because he was really... Um, almost like a safety net for me as something that I got great significance out of one in that tumultuous time of my life and it was just gone yeah. you know and and so it it's you start taking these decisions on of what that means and stuff but you get it out of the way you get all the stuff out of the way and it's just like wow there's a pretty significant event in my life that really shaped who I am today yeah and earlier you talked about honesty mm -hmm. and the importance of honesty yeah and it's something that I uh, more recently think about all the time because I think, again, <laughs> vast majority of us, we, 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 we lie to ourselves, mm -hmm. right? And, mm -hmm. and actually, when I, when I talked with Ed Milet yesterday, one of the things he does, which I love, is when something enters his mind that's, that's a lie or something negative, he, he scratches it out. Mm -hmm. and, and he releases it, but he, he wants to identify it. Mm -hmm. So what happens is every time those things happen, you know, you release it quicker and quicker, and then it makes you more wholesome, more honest. Right. Is that what you were talking about earlier? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that is a skill that is, that is priceless. I mean, it, it, you know, and, and being, I haven't drank in, you know, almost 30 years now, I've had, I can't tell you how many times that I've been in a social event, you know, and somebody says, hey, you want something to drink? And I say, no, I don't. It's almost like it gives them permission to say, oh, I don't have a drinking problem. I don't drink that much because truth, is, there's something about truth when you're walking in truth. Now, are there areas that I work on in myself? Absolutely, all the time. But I think that the biggest hurdle that we need to face is how do we see ourselves? How do we see ourselves? And, and I really liked what you just said. The illustration is because the more we take on, the lower we go, you know, and, and we start getting the weight of the world onto us, and we don't know how to release these things that keep us stuck.
because the more we go into this darkness, the less powerful we feel, the less um, choice we feel like we have. We go into this victim state, and and then we don't believe we have resourcefulness. You know, and, and it's not it's not that we're not resourceful; it's that we get into unresourceful states. You know, and and so I had to. You know, I remember going to grocery stores and making amends to the carton of cigarettes I stole. You know, and that's just cash register honesty. But I had to get really honest about my ego and and really look at, you know what, I don't know how to love somebody. You know, and I think that people getting real about that, of just really understanding that there are some amazing things in life if we give ourselves permission to go, I'm not that good at that. But our ego, you know, and, and, and really what ego is on the, on the legs of shame and guilt, right? And that's what keep, holds our ego up. And our shame says, don't tell anybody this because if they really know who you are, they're not going to accept you. They're not going to appreciate you. They're going to have, you're going to think you're stupid and all these other things. But getting people to recognize that your fear isn't what other people think. It's you, it's, the fear is what you think about you. And you can change that story inside of you. Then what they say is not going to impact you. It's like me telling you, go, you know, Roger, that's an amazing head of hair you have there. You know it's false because you've got your you've got your own identity, right? And and yet what hurts is what's been animated inside of us. It's this story that we have inside of ourselves that we need to we need to face that part of us, you know. And some of my some of the things that I would really you know, I, I came from a mother that hated men, and I came from a father that hated women. You know, so I was really, really confused about some things, and my own sexual identity, what it meant to be a man, all these things, and, and, and confused people cause big problems. You know, and, and you know, it, my journey has been me seeking that, trying to find that where I can learn to value me and who I am. That's been my journey the whole time is because I wanted to find out who this person Jeff is and, and get to this place where I felt like I had something to contribute to this human race. And, and it's been a long road and, it, and it's been letting go of friends and it's been changing and just, you know. So it, it's getting honest with ourselves and having those I love the word authentic. I love that word authentic. Um, having that conversation with your spouse that's going on inside of your head and saying, this is where I'm at and getting real and just saying, I'm scared, I'm hurt, I'm whatever. Um, because it, it's, you know, for me, what determines the strength of a relationship is, is your ability to move through challenges. But that's also the most important thing is the relationship we have with ourselves, you know, of, of not BSing ourselves and just going, you know what, dude? That wasn't cool, and and you know, looking at looking at if I'm if I'm in this situation, whatever the situation is, is taking responsibility and going. At some point, I made a decision that put me here, and going back far enough that no matter how far I got to go back, somewhere I made a decision that later placed me here, and it really, and 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 doing that gives us because so many people want to blame somebody. You know, and, and I get that I don't have, I don't have, um, there's things that happen in my life. But see, I don't look at things happen to me. I look at things happen for me, right? And me being able to go, why, why is this a challenge? Why am I feeling the way that I feel? And, and being able to turn that so that I can teach and show somebody else that 
you know, nothing has any meaning but the meaning you give it. But we got to look at what is the meaning you gave it. What is the meaning you gave it? And you know, and I, I like to share with people because what are the three best compliments you've ever gotten in your life? Most people have a challenge coming up with that. You know, but if I ask him, what are the three most hurtful comments you've ever heard? Boom, it's right there, right? And, it, and it's important that we got to learn to neutralize what stings. And we can do that by facing, you know, I mean, we're freaking amazing, resili resilient if we learn to, to let go of what we've taken on on the inside. And it's, it's, you know, it's amazing for me to be here sitting with you now and being able to get emotional about things, you know, of, of allowing that feeling to just process. Before, I'd have had a million things going on in my head, going, oh man, we're on t camera and I gotta compose myself and blah, blah, blah. No, I gotta be real. I gotta be real. This is who I am. I'm an emotional human being and I've spent my life, I mean, there was a time in my life I remember making the decision, if, if it was possible for me to sever my emotions, I would have been the first one in line. I did not know how to deal with them. I just didn't know how to deal with emotions, you know, and you know, I've been on bipolar meds for 10 years, and I, I mean, I've been the gamma, PTSD and blah, 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 you know, but it, it's, it's being able to, you know, if, and that's where I came up with the quote, live like your life depends on it. Mm -hmm. If you live like your life depends on it, meaning you've got to be honest with yourself. If you're in a job you hate, understand, you made a decision that puts you there. If you're in a relationship, if you're not healthy, whatever it is, whatever it is, understand, you made a decision that puts yourself there. So when you learn to value who you are as a human being and understand that you are a, you are a unique expression of divine, then you start valuing who you are. And when you start valuing who you are, you begin to rise and let go of the things that are not aligned with that. So that's, yeah, that's the whole thing about truth, is, is that if you've been conditioned to believe that you're ugly or that you're not smart or you're not creative or whatever it is, that's all conditioning. That's not truth. That's not who you really are. That's awesome. And how gratifying is it for you now that you're able to actually coach people hmm. and make a difference and a big impact on their life? It's priceless. It's priceless. Um, it's amazing. It's one of those things that um, some days I still got to pinch myself because it's, you know, I had a client, uh, it was probably a month ago, and very successful, very, very, very successful woman. Um, you know, and I just felt, I met her at an event and felt like there was just something there and I was like, you know, I feel like I got to reach out to her and have this conversation with her. Ended up doing a session with her and it just radically shifted her life, just radically shifted it in the sense of, you know, she had had this, had this belief that she had to impress somebody, but the person she was trying to impress didn't recognize it. And here she wants to step on the bigger stages and that belief stopped her. And being able to remove that belief and having her understand that, you know, understand the program that's playing. We changed the story of the program and it, it's amazing. It's amazing. And take us through that. How are you actually helping people? Or do you have a system where you're breaking down their challenges mm -hmm. where so it's finding out you know I'm, I'm real big on finding out how people think it's not so much what happened although that's part of it you know it, it's it's and then I do a lot of teaching on how our mind works how 
it, it's all about giving them awareness. Is, is this is how we're developed. This is why it's important for us to meditate. This is why it's important to do all these different things because this is how our brain works. But then once, we, once I show them that, then it's about having them being the adult who they are now and going back, on, going back to um, what they call in, um, initial sensitizing events that, that permeated into their neural makeup and then changing the story on that. And it's, I mean, it's you can just, I mean, not literally see the shackles come off of them, but you can see their skin tone change. You can see their energy, their positioning, everything. It's just like literally watching shackles fall off of them. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, it sounds it. And you just mentioned energy, which is mm -hmm. something else I wanted to talk about. Uh, does there need to be a chemistry with your client to be able to, to truly help them? Sure, sure there does, yeah. Um, you know, and, and that's, that's funny you brought that up. Well, it's not funny, it's synchronicity, it's one of those things. Um, that I think that's the thing I have heart, the hardest time with today, and I get it, it's just part of my journey of accepting things, is that you really, there's so many things that people are capable of achieving, but to watch them do what they do to themselves, but respecting the fact that they don't want to change. You know, people say they want to change, but you know the ones, I mean, you just know it. They're, they're, they're coachable, they're malleable, they're, you know, so yeah, there's someone that's resistant, it, it doesn't work well with me, it, ju it just doesn't. And because I, I don't take my clients anywhere that I haven't been. And, you know, for me, again, it goes back to live like your life depends on it. And our excuses are not interested. The only thing our excuses are interested in is staying alive. And our excuses will deny us the greatest life in our, you know, but it, it's us taking responsibility for that. And, you know, it, it's, it's amazing. It amazes me today, still to this day, of what humans are capable of doing to each other. The abuse, the programming, all the things that, that they're capable of doing to one another, but yet it even amazes me more is what we do to ourselves as a result of that. You know, the initial grievance was traumatic, but it's what we do to ourselves from that vent that's, that's and then me speaking personally, you know, it, it, it's um, thinking my body was what got me attention, you know, things like that of, of does that mean that I have, what, what is my preferences, what are, you know, and just going through all of that craziness of just trying to find out who I really am, um, yeah, that's, it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild sometimes, and it, it's um, you know being creative and all these different things have just been a, such a big part of my journey because it's um, I was conditioned to believe some things that were not aligned with my truth, and I had to unravel them and embrace that story. You know, and that's important for people, and that's what I love about what you're doing, and that's what you and I connected on. Everybody has a story, but the story is where you create your prison, or the story is where you create your freedom. The story becomes your asset. You know, you can move it from a liability to an asset, but it's the meaning you give to it. it it's you owning that story, and embracing it. That it's who made it's it's what made you what you are today. But now you have the opportunity to embrace it, release it, and create the story that you want to create. And it's amazing. It's amazing watching it happen. And even you know, I mean, I I graduated sixth in my class. You know, there were six people. But I graduated sixth, right? I mean, I hated school. I, you know, and it was again all the stories that I told myself about it. I, I didn't like reading. I didn't like learning because I had this thing in the back of my head saying, 
you got crap for brains because that's what I was told over and over and over and over and over. So I did not believe that I was an intelligent person. I didn't believe that I was brilliant. I didn't believe that I was creative. I had to unravel and take all these filters out of the way to go, holy man, this is pretty amazing. Yeah. No, and again, uh, a lot of people are in that same mm -hmm. situation where you know we're, we're, we're told as youngsters and we believe it. Mm -hmm. That's gospel. And it's, it's a lot of work to, to get past that. Mm -hmm. And it's constant. It never ends. Right. You know, that's, right. That, but again, that Ed Milet, scratch it out, right. get right. rid of it, right. and, and move you know, to the next level. So right. uh, speaking of story, um, you've been in the Live Tribe mm -hmm. for, for almost a year, mm -hmm. and you do a wonderful job talking about you and your story and, mm -hmm. and just kind of coaching people day-to-day. -day. Mm -hmm. um, what's that experience been like for you? Um, <laughs> it's been amazing. It's been amazing. And, and it's being, I like to think that every time I meet somebody new, I get introduced to a new part of me. You know, okay. and, and every time I put out a new a piece of content and then getting someone else's interpretation of it by what they comment or something like that, I get introduced to a new part of me. And, and realizing that, you know, perception is not reality and that we all, you know, there's one reality and eight billion interpretations of it, but really re appreciating that. And there was a part of me that I was afraid to do that. I was afraid because I, I used to be, well, when I was, when I was bipolar, um, I used to be, I used to go from A to Z like that. I mean, I was just, and really learning how to control my energy and bringing it down because if I put something out there where I was being vulnerable or me, you know, doing something that I would deem as intelligent and somebody poked that ego balloon of mine, I would be like, I'm not doing it again, blah, blah, blah. But yet when I recognize and appreciate the fact that that's someone's perception doesn't mean that that's what I intended it to be, but that's their interpretation of it, then that's going to teach me. This is, and this is where you and I are very similar in the sense of um, don't let the pain be in vain. Don't let the pain be in vain. Do something with it. Learn to move through it. Learn and then be able to articulate how you move through it. Because we take so many things for granted because this is just who we are and we just got to exist and, and we do what we do. And, and, but yet you're moving from where you're at to somewhere else. You're becoming a different version of you to step up into a higher game. You went through steps to make that happen. Value that process. Value that process because, you know, it's, it's, I like to tell people the challenge, your challenge is someone else's inspiration. You know, so for, for doing the lot and Roger, it's opened up so much being part of Live Tribe and the different things and it's inspired me to do things and, um, in many, many ways. In fact, here we are down here, right? It's been a part of that because, you know, it, it's, you know, I read a book, man, it's been a long time ago, probably 15 years ago, and it was called The Slight Edge. And his whole thing is about changing your life 1% every day, just 1%, right? And that's what happens. A lot of people see they're here, but they want to be there, and it's such a gap, but you do it one little thing at a time because it's, you know, our unconscious wants to protect us. And, and it's like, wait a minute, I spent all this effort creating you here. We don't want to go over there. Yeah, what, are you crazy? 
But yet, if we do it a little bit at a time, we start raising the barometer or thermostat or whatever you want to call it of how we see ourselves so that we can get there from here. You know, learning how to take the negative thought, neutralize it, and get it out. Um, you know, and I, and I don't know this, but I would make the assumption that Ed's probably gone through lots of coaching. He's probably had the most powered-up coaches out there talking to him. And, and, that, and, and for me, it's the magic that ha So I'll share a story with you. This story really changed my life. And, it, and it, it changed for me because, so when I was in college, this is when I first got clean, there was a guy in there that, that catered weddings and catered big, I mean, eye sculptures, everything. I mean, he went all out, limousines, a whole nine yards. And this is in North Dakota, you know, so it was a big deal. And I mean, he actually used to make cheesecake for Elizabeth Taylor. I mean, he's just over the top, very, very, very creative. And I got to wear the tuxedo and be the butler and, and we're doing this wedding, but we're doing the rehearsal party the night before the wedding. And I'm going around pouring champagne to, or wine to everybody, and everybody all of a sudden hears ding, 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 ding. Dad's going to do a toast. Well, this, the dad was the father of the groom, and he had three daughters. He was paying for the wedding and everything, and they said, Dad's going to do a toast. So I had to hurry up and get every champagne out and stuff like that. Well, I'm standing there being all stoic, and I got the doily over my arm and holding the champagne. And this guy gets up, and he gives a speech about love that just... I mean, there wasn't a dry in the house. And of course, here I'm trying to compose myself and my lump throat's like that. But something happened the next day that was just like, wow. I mean, it just, I just was really, really, really sad. And I was just like, what is this about? What is this about? You know, so that Monday, and then I was doing pretty intense therapy at this time when I first got sober because I had to start digging up all this stuff that I wasn't able to deal with. And I remember my counselor name's Ken. I just love Ken. Ken was a big part of why I'm where I'm at today. And I'm telling him this story, and he's like, you don't get a day, Jeff. You just don't get I'm like, dude, what? I'm telling you my story. I'm hurting here. Come on, you're my therapist. And he said, what it was, what the sadness was, is I'd never have a dad like that. Never had a dad like that. And he just shook his head and he says, Jeff, you don't get it yet. You get to be that dad. Well, I never ended up having children of my own, right? We had a step, I got my stepson, which I absolutely love. And I was like, all right, cool, I get to be that dad, and someday when Sean gets married, I'll be able to do that toast. But what happened for me a few years ago, um, I was, again, doing some major deep work, going out what I call my desert experiences, when I go out and just, we're going to get real with my shadow and go, hey, what's going on? And I did a lot of, I got, did about 20 hours of trance work. I was, in, I was put in trance. And at the end of it, I laid on that bed, when we were done and I cried for two hours. Just freedom and I just kept hearing, you get to be that father to you. You get to be that father to you. You know, and, and I think that it's really important for people to know how to love themselves because if you can't love yourself, you're not gonna truly believe anybody else loves you. If you don't fight the fight, you're not gonna believe that you're worthy of the business. You know, and, and, and some of the mentors that have trained me, I've been trained by the best of the best, um, that have said, you know, one of the biggest issues that movie stars have are people that make big, big money is their whole battle they have inside of them of feeling worthy of it, right? Because it's such a significant amount of money that they, you know, they just did their craft and boom, got lots right. of money and of really feeling that they deserve that. You know, so I, I like asking people, what do you feel you're worth? What do you feel you're worth? What is your deservedness? Who determines that? You know, and, and getting people to understand that they are incredible. They're incredible. 
So tell us about your book. Tell you about my book, yeah. So yeah, that um, in itself is a journey, <laughs> yeah. And you know, and, and it's, that started about 10 years ago. Started about 10 years ago. I just sold all my jewelry. I did jewelry for many decades. Um, and it was interesting, I remember a day when I was driving down the road and I went, I'm gonna be a jeweler the rest of my life. And I was okay with it. I knew what I was gonna be for the rest of my life, but obviously things have changed since then. But So yeah, it's a 10-year journey. I remember some guy telling me, introducing me to this possibility of being a speaker, of being an author, and I was just like, what? And so I went and did that, and, and then later on, you know, just years and years and years later, and just things just kept building and building and building and building, and it was about an eight-year process and uh, hired somebody to publish it for me, went through hell with that, and then it was another one of those things that just like, you know what, this is my story. This is my story. You know, my book was, I wanted something that I could give to somebody that allowed them to see, because potential, potential is the actualization of possibility, okay? And, and I actualized the possibility of running my life right into the ground many, many, many times. Possibil potential is not about negative or positive. It's just the actualization of possibility. And I had run it in the ground many, many, many times. And, you know, it, it's some of the things that, some of the stories that I experienced as a child, most people don't relate to it because it's just like, whoa, it didn't happen to me. And, and, and yet there's it's my story, you know, it, it's what I went through. And I've had people that I've talked to that said, I didn't go through what you went through. No, you didn't, but whatever happened to you is significant for you, right? I mean, at some point you just end up being numb to it all, right? But so that's what I wanted people to understand is that there is, you know, first of all, we have four bodies. You know, we have four bodies within ourselves. And actually I'm thinking about adding another one, but it is our physical body, our mental body, our emotional body, and our spiritual body. And it's our ability to have awareness to navigate in between those four bodies. The other one that I'd like to add is, is money because it's energy. Money is energy. And, and having the awareness of how do I manage that because they all are integrated. They're all contingent upon each other, right? If, if I'm tired, if I'm hungry, that's going to affect my ability. Of how, it's going to affect how I see things. We are designed to live in our fullest potential. We are literally designed a way, but see what happens is we have this thing in life that we end up taking on, but we discover our potential by undoing the conditioning that we were trained and trusting our ability to move through that stuff. And being able to, you know, and, and, and getting people to understand what they value. Because what we value is really what drives us at a very deep unconscious level. And if you teach somebody to get them to, to make it home and personal for them is like, if there was something that your child needed to save their life, what anybody else thought of you would not even be a factor in you making that a reality for that child. But what if you did the same for your dreams? See, it's not a matter of if, we're, if we are resourceful enough. It's being able to have the tools to step into that resourcefulness. Being able to generate the energy inside of ourselves to create this thing that we call a dream or, or an inspiration or whatever. Um, you know, you think about the word inspiration. I love the word inspire. It actually means to God breathed, you know, and, and, and to me, opportunity is always watching. Opportunity is always watching. And it goes to the one that pays attention to it, right? But what if we don't believe in ourselves, if we don't believe that, 
I have the ability or the resourcefulness or whatever it is to make that a reality, I'm not going to see it because I'm going to shut it down. And if I keep shutting it down, that's going to create a lens where I'm not going to be able to see it anymore. Right? It, it's getting people to understand that, you know, you think of, I mean, Roger Bannister. We all have heard about the story about Roger Bannister, but you start looking at, I mean, the, I don't even remember where I saw it, like the last 10 years, 10 of the top, or t five of the top 10 billionaires or whatever did, were nobodies. Facebook, you know, 15 years ago, Facebook was never heard of. And now Mark Zuckerberg, Uber, all these different things that have been created as a result of in the last technology, it, it's all there. It's all there. The only difference is, is that we don't have the awareness to make it happen. Awesome. So, Jeff, what's next for you? Where what's are next you for me? in your journey? I want to start speaking more. I want to start speaking more. Um, I want to network more, which is part of what this is all about. Um, I want to do everything I can for everybody to believe they're valuable. They make a difference. And it doesn't have to be on a grand scale. It can be being married to someone and letting that person know why you appreciate them. It's being that dad that I didn't have. You know, um, My dad did the best he could. And you know, now it's giving people tools. So I got a number of books left to go. You know, um, I'm going to start doing some group coaching. I got a product that's coming out here in the very near future, hopefully in the next couple, three weeks, um, that's really giving people tangible steps on how to step into their potential. Um, you know, the, the thing that's amazing about humans is if they know it's possible, they're drawn to it. You know, it's just like Roger Bannister broke the four-minute mile, and then boom, within right. you know, just people saw that it's possible and showing them tangible steps of what potential really does because we are so beat up. We're so beat up by the media. And people don't realize that. I mean, it's just we, this, the, the, the propaganda is dividing us. You know, and if you understand consumer engineering, it, it frustrates us, it scares us, it does all these things. So we suffer inside, and then we need to buy things to anesthetize that suffering, yeah. right? I want people to know that they are resourceful. I want people to know that they matter. And, and so I want to do all I can to make that happen. I've got a number of series of books that are going to be coming out. Um, but yeah, I want to start speaking more. I want to start you know, networking with people like you more and getting it out there on a bigger platform. Great, great. So Jeff, if you were to take out your cell phone, hmm. call the 20-year-old you, hmm. what would you tell that young guy, that reckless guy? Wow, what would I tell him? Keep going. Hmm. Keep going. Because it's all part of it. I had to go through a lot of it. I had to go through it. I don't regret any of it. You know, there are um, some painful, painful things that I went through and, and um, probably more, that's, you matter. You matter. Keep going until you discover that. Keep going until you discover it because it's, you know, it's all part of it. Awesome. Well, look, this has been great. Mm -hmm. We finally meet in person. Yeah. Um, and um, you're taller than I expected. <laughs> uh, we have the same haircut, which same is great. Same haircut, which is awesome. Um, but seriously, thank you, Jeff. Thank Appreciate you. it. Appreciate you being part of American Real. One last question before I let you go. Okay. And that is, what do you want your legacy to be? Everyone to know they're valuable. Awesome. Yeah.
Well, I can't say welcome to the American Real Family because <laughs> you've already been here a year. Been here a long time. Yeah. But thanks so much, Jeff. Yeah. It's a pleasure and um, can't wait to be, uh, air this. Yes. Likewise. Thanks, thanks. brother. Appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to American Real. Be sure to visit our website, AmericanReal.tv, or search for us on iTunes or YouTube for past episodes. While you're there, please rate us or leave us a review, as that helps others find our show. I am truly grateful and appreciate all of your support. At American Real, we're on a mission to help as many people around the world fulfill their dreams and obtain their goals. If you'd like to be part of our inner circle or want one-on-one coaching, Check out the American Real Learning Academy, where we have self-help groups and courses so you can build the best you. We also have a new Facebook group where you can connect with high achievers from around the world. If you want to go even further, maybe you're determined to write your own book or launch your own podcast, contact me today to see if we could help. You can reach me through Instagram or Facebook or email me directly at roger at americanreal.tv. And speaking of podcasting, Our next course will be starting soon. So if you're interested in launching your own podcast, join me and podcast your passion. I'll take you through my eight-week course where I'll mentor you to build a world-class podcast. I'm only taking on a small group of people who want to share their passion through broadcasting, where I'll have you up on iTunes and YouTube within weeks so you can podcast your passion. Click on the link below for more information. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.